Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massengill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today we're talking about this idea of scaling leadership. Ralph, I'm going to ask you to start. What do we mean by scaling leadership? So we're going to give you the definition, then we'll break it down a little bit. But scaling leadership is developing the capacity and capability to create outcomes that matter most. We want to break that down, but we also want to talk about why that's important, right? Well, you know, if I'm a leader listening to this, why would I even care about scaling leadership? And I think it's about, you know, sustainability and perpetuation so that you can continue to do what you're doing and adding value to your customers and your stakeholder groups. Absolutely. All of our listeners know we're in the business of leadership development and not only working with individuals and teams, but also at an organizational level, helping them to build the leaders that will drive their organizations forward. And that's what scaling leadership is really about. That's what we want to have a conversation about today. I was reflecting on an article I think you wrote a year or two ago. One of the most difficult transitions for people to make in organizations is the move from individual contributor to supervisor manager or leader. Mm -hmm. And so part of what scaling does is it helps people make that transition. Because if we don't make that transition to be able to get the most out of ourselves and other people and teams, we are sub-optimizing the potential of the organization. And I, I was reminded of that. I thought that's a tricky transition to make. You talked about breaking down this definition. I'm going to repeat it again, and maybe let's go there for a few minutes. Again, the definition of scaling leadership, developing the capacity and the capability to create outcomes that matter most. Why don't we start with the first part, the word developing. Talk about that for a minute. Let's call it learning, right? We need to be continuous learners. And part of that is because things are changing and evolving in the complexity of what we're faced with as leaders of organizations. So developing is learning and continuous learning in our field of expertise and also around how to be more effective leaders. We never really get there, right? Our listeners can't see me putting that word there in quotes. We have the saying, leaders are readers. And Helen Keller said, you either grow or die. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of the challenges I think we all face. And and I think it's a a dated paradigm. And I think most people have transcended it. But, you know, learning does not stop when your formal education stops. And I think the one thing that developing really focuses on is learning how to learn. Because that enables you to adapt to any situation. So we say developing the capacity. I'd like to call that bandwidth, or but being very intentional about increasing your individual capacity, the capacity of your team, and the capacity of the organization. And that may mean doing things differently. And it's very tightly linked to developing, right? You've got to learn new ways so that you can increase that capacity with not necessarily increasing number of people. And I also think this word capacity is, do I have the capacity even in my day to spend the time to develop and learn? 
we probably talked about this on other podcasts, but the number of people that are in back to back to back to back meetings. And so where is the intentional deep thinking being done? How can you develop? How can you learn? Yeah. I mean, you're no space. In fact, I remember one time recommending to somebody that wasn't finding space in their life to read. Why don't you read an hour a day while you're at work? (laughs) And, you know, that was just such a paradigm shift for them. It was something they would have never considered. I don't think, I don't think they actually took me up on the option because this idea of continuing to sharpen your saw either around leadership development or developing the capacity to be more technically competent. Why isn't that fair game during the eight hours that you're working? And then the next part of the definition is the capability. So developing the capacity and the capability. And that's really skill development and, you know, learning the skill and also practicing the skills so that it becomes second nature. One of our jobs in helping leaders scale their leadership and becoming more effective is to help them be consciously competent in all of the work they do, whether it's the technical aspects of their job or the leadership aspects of their job. And so that requires an intentionality. And we really want to have skill development and practice as a way of becoming more capable. One of our favorite words is the word experimentation. That's the word that came to me when I thought about capabilities. We want people to experiment with different behaviors, with different actions that will help them create, we're going to get to the rest of this definition, create the outcomes that matter most. And with the experimentation, we're going to learn something, we're going to grow, and we're going to adapt. And uh, it's tied to resiliency, which we're not covering in this podcast, but our ability to bounce ahead. You know, we've learned something through the experimentation that makes us better for future applications. And then the next part of the definition is to create. To create. I like to think of creating as something new. It's not more of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we're creating a new product, a new way, a new process. We're creating a new way of interacting with people, of communicating a message so that it's aligned, but it's something new. It's not more of the same. Leading to the next part of the definition then, outcomes, to create outcomes. So we're creating new outcomes. I think results. However, it's results both around the task and the relationship. One of the things that we know in organizations that transform and sustain performance over time is they have a really solid balance between relating and achieving. So when we look at outcomes and we look at results, we're talking about relationship and task results. Which is a good segue to the very end of this definition, the outcomes that matter most. I was thinking about the quote, you know, matters most. We talk about, you know, things that are aligned with strategy. They're the things, the focus, the essential items that differentiate you from your competition. I think it was a quote from Covey, you know, things that 
matter most should never be at the mercy of things that matter least. But when we're going 100 miles an hour, we sometimes lose perspective on those essential elements of what makes our business thrive. And so this is the definition. Again, I'll just say it one more time. Developing the capacity and the capability to create outcomes that matter most. And that's scaling. Absolutely. It requires awareness. It requires a willingness to develop and practice skills. And it requires a level of adaptability. Let's share with our listeners our top five calls to actions, things they could do to scale their leadership. Where would you start, Cindy? Without a doubt, I would start right here. The word is physical. So leading is a physical activity first. How can you lead well if you're tired, if you're hungry, if you're dehydrated, if you're not breathing well, if you're not exercising? You will not be an effective leader. It starts with physical. We are corporate athletes then. There is a physical nature to leading and, and I, I love that because, right, if you are tired, you might react, not respond. You may not have the energy to create. Mm-hmm. We think about creating outcomes. I, I love that. We can control that one, right? That's one of the controllables we can control, our physical energy. And love think it. about a great part of leading is thinking. So if thinking is a big part of who I am as a leader, What is my thinking like if I got five hours of sleep the night before? What is my thinking like if I'm not exercising and I don't feel energized? What is my thinking like if I'm not feeding myself well, right? So, I mean, all of that, it, it all adds together. It's not scalable, actually, not scalable. So where would you go next? What would be a second recommendation that you would make for our leaders to scale their leadership? Well, the next thing that comes to mind for me is focus. It's a word for me that covers a lot of things. It covers making sure I'm focused on the right things, on the essential things. It's making sure that I am saying yes to the right things and no to the right things. It's making sure that I'm focused on direction, where we're going, and making sure that I'm articulating that. That's Mm -hmm. what I'd say for that one. What would you add? Well, I think it just reminds me, and I'll paraphrase because I won't get it right, a line that Thoreau had, focus, 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 make the affairs of your life number one and two. And I think we have too many priorities which cause us to be unfocused and cause us to actually work harder than we need to, which impacts the physical aspects of scaling. So you just talked about priorities, which for me reminds me of the incredible um, importance of just planning, right? I mean, not long-term planning and short-term planning, but literally planning for the week, planning for your day. I love every month I do a 90-day radar. What's coming up? What do I need to be paying attention to both personally and professionally so that I am focused on what matters most again? And I love the idea of the different elements of planning. Planning is proactive. It's intentional. And to also plan as a team and as an organization so that we are, in fact, putting first things first. Where would you go next? You know, I was thinking about that. And 
So the word I'm going to use here is developing. I think to scale your leadership, you really have to be focused on building other leaders. Like, isn't that the primary job of a leader is to build other leaders and create the conditions for other leaders to grow? First and foremost, you're in the people business. As soon as you accept the mantle and responsibility of leadership, you are now in the people development business without question, without question. So scaling leadership as it relates to developing, I think we are suggesting developing others, providing opportunity for others, building teams, building teams with the right talent, with the right potential, mentoring people, really just putting that in the forefront of your mind, how you are developing other people. And it might be an interesting exercise for our leaders to take a look at where they are investing their energy and time as it relates to these five important recommendations for scaling. How much time are they in energy are they investing in the development of their people and teams? Do you have a number on that? Because I'm not really sure how I would, how would you quantify that? Well, you know, I, I have a number that I'll, I'll, just, I'll go back to some of the statistics when Franklin Covey Organization looked at highly effective people in highly effective organizations. They said the most effective organizations and leaders spend, and, and, and people need to be sitting down for this because this number is staggering, they spend anywhere up to 80% of their time working on not urgent but important activities, which are the types of activities we're talking about here. Right. Focus, planning, physical, developing, and they spend about 20 to 30% of their time executing, working wow. and doing the work. And so that may be a high bar, but that's at least a benchmark where people can look at, let's assess how much of my 50 hours or 40 hours am I actually spending in these scalable activities? Mm, that is actually a higher, not urgent, but important activities. 80% of my time is a higher number than I thought it would be. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's a guideline establish a baseline and, and look to move it incrementally. What I would bet is that many leaders are not investing enough time in these scaling activities. Mm -hmm. What's the next suggestion we'd make for leaders in scaling their leadership? You have to talk about communication, right? I mean, listening, speaking, articulating vision. To scale my leadership, I've got to be a great communicator, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, all of those important, uh, the articulating the vision though, the way in which we do it, how often we do it, uh, has a great deal to do to how well aligned people are around the essential elements that would help execute that vision, realize that vision. But even that, you know, the listening, more listening than speaking, mm -hmm. right? Really kind of getting at what's getting in the way of people working at their full potential because mm -hmm. that's not scaling. Right? And so I think a really key piece of this, what would be our last recommendation for leaders on this podcast for scaling their leadership? So if we're doing our top five, one was physical, two was focus, three was develop or developing, four was communication. I'm feeling some pressure to find the right thing in the fifth spot. You are. Well, I am. And but so I'm under gonna, that pressure, what are you coming up with? I'm going to say the word learning. Mm, I'm going to say the mm. word learning. 
And, you know, that was part of the definition when we talked about developing the capacity and the capability. Earlier, we said leaders are readers. You got to keep learning. The world is changing. Gosh, this world has changed incredibly this year, in the last six months. If we're not learning, we're not adapting, we're not staying relevant. I think learning is the word. What do you think? Well, it reminds me, and uh, it was something, it was a quote that Einstein said, that the problems that we are confronted with today cannot be solved at the level of thinking that we are currently at, right? We need to have a change in consciousness. And in order to do that, we have to be continuous learners because things are way too complex. I could, in fact, I think we're confronted with that in this country today. We have a multitude of complex problems that cannot be solved at the level of thinking when these problems were created. And so it requires this commitment to ongoing learning. I think part of learning is also the willingness to experiment with different things. You know, that could be part of learning. Learning doesn't have to be about taking a class or reading a book. It can be as simple as being open to listening to a new podcast. It can be experimentation, new behaviors. It can be self-observation and reflection, creating the time to do that. Being more curious about when we hear something different. I said it yesterday to a client. I said, I know instantly when I'm digging my heels in because I believe I have the right answer and it is the perfect answer, I know instantly I need to lighten up. Lots of ways to learn. And I love the fact that you've got to pay attention to how are people experiencing you because that's an indicator of how open you are to learning. I started a webinar the other day and I wanted people to reflect on what would prevent someone from giving them feedback. Because that feedback is a way of learning. But what would prevent, and I, and I love the guy who volunteered because I think we must have been kindred spirits. He said, well, you know, my confident, assertive way of going about anything actually could cause some people to be reluctant to give me any feedback. And then in the absence of that feedback, we have blind spots and we're not learning, most importantly, how people are experiencing us. Because we all have development gaps, and feedback helps us in learning is certainly uh, one of the ways to uh, close those gaps. Very good. How do we summarize our conversation today, Ralph? You know, I'm thinking uh, less is more. I'm thinking that we need to see ourselves differently, perhaps, if we're going to effectively scale our leadership and that we need to be willing to invest energy and time in these five areas of physical focus, developing, communicating, and learning. And it would be interesting to look at how much time you're currently spending in these five areas, and then set a goal, right? That's the generative tension. Where am I today? Where do I want to go? And then close the gap through the experimentation that you brought up earlier. That's a way to close today. And I'll add one small thing, take to our listeners, take some time to really think about these five areas and where you would want to put more energy in scaling, just in the efforts of scaling your leadership. Pick one of the fives. 
and come back for more episodes of the Get Emergent podcast, including the series Driving Leadership with our partner, Bill Berthel. Driving Leadership is about demystifying leadership. Bill has conversations with leaders from our community where they share their own stories, motives, and their drive to lead.